because I'm not saying I'm right, wrong, or indifferent, and I'm not saying I am the end-all, be-all for what tacos should be because at the end of the day, I'm just a white boy from Philly. You know what I mean? So, but it doesn't mean that I can't give my opinion. No one stopped. That's what the internet's about. Like the internet's undefeated. It's never going to lose because people can do this if they want. So just like Eli says, like, cool, you're passionate about something? Go do it. Like, that's awesome. Welcome to the catch-up. Introducing your hosts, Eli Aruth, editor and Jeffrey Kutnick, CEO, and apparently the only guy who takes this podcast seriously. Of the craziest, most bestest, news-breaking, food-porn-peddling, viral website on the dot-coms. It's crazy when your future is decided by an algorithm. Dude, this pizza is fucking crazy! There's not one person in this entire world that believes you. Alright, and welcome to the catch-up. Special episode of the catch-up this week. While Eli is traveling with the team in China, focusing on new episodes for our Facebook Watch show, Taste the Details with our managing editor, Reach Ginto, we've got... Izzy Roca on the line, staff writer and taco extraordinaire from the Food Beast side. What's up, Iz? What's up? I'm pinch hitting today. Taco extraordinaire, but not as much as our guest today. Let me, let me tell you guys a little bit more about our guest because Izzy being a taco expert actually is, is really going to come in handy for, for, for this guy. We've got Kevin Wallace, a.k.a. at Taco Talk with Kev, who's embarked on a journey to find the best tacos on the West Coast and beyond, including recent trips to New Orleans and Tulum. He's probably been to your favorite taco spot across Los Angeles and has done over 100 reviews in less than a year, rating them all and telling you the good, the bad, and the ugly in the taco world originally from philly right yeah born and raised in philadelphia but been in los angeles now for eight years so 10 years of restaurant experience and currently a gm at one of my favorite restaurants and rooftops in la eplp kev welcome to the program man thank you so much for having me it's uh, awesome i've been following food beast and uh been communicating with izzy for a for a long time now, so my opportunity to get in here is uh, is pretty cool, and uh, I love what you guys do, obviously here and seeing another taco aficionado across, <laughs> across the table is always good too. Yeah. So first question for me is is does everyone call you Kev? Should we call you Kev? It's the handle. Is the personality of Kev on Instagram the same as the Kevin in this room? Well, you know, I try to I try to keep it the same on Instagram. I keep it, you know, 100, I guess you could say. And I just, I'm, I'm a pretty real person, whether it's day-to-day operations or it's eating tacos and giving people real life expectations of what the tacos I think are like. Um, but you know, oddly enough, most people call me taco Kev. Like now that <laughs> I, I have my, I have my core group of, you know, 10 friends that call me Kevin and Kev and stuff like that. But everywhere else, like I work out at the gym and a lot of people from the gym follow me. Every, it doesn't matter where I go. Taco Kev. Ta- it's always taco Kev. People, my work taco Kev and stuff. It's, it's a little weird, but I like it. I mean, it, it goes, you know, it, the hardest thing for me when I was first starting this, I was like, all right, two things you need to make sure that your Instagram takes off a little bit is a good handle and a good slogan. So I was like, totally. 
you know, Taco about it was obviously the obvious one, but everybody had that. So I was like, okay, how do I, you know, how do I change it? And I, I have uh, some social media friends that do that kind of marketing and all that kind of stuff. I was like, what do you think about Taco Talk with Kev? And they're like, it's a little long, but it'll work. So <laughs> it was tough to, it was tough to find the handle, and then you know, the slogan obviously is always the thing that you have to, you know, the catchphrase. And it's weird because, you know, in the restaurant industry, you know, you talk about things or you do whatever, and you, you, you know, you could say all water all the time. If somebody, you know, is all, you know, the whole table orders water or something like that, you say all water all the time. Or if somebody wants a bunch of ciabatta bread, all ciabatta bread all the time. And I was like, you know what? That, that's how it's going to be. It's going to be all tacos all the time. And then now even every, every time somebody has something smart to say to me, they always say it with whatever <laughs> it is, but add all the time on the end. I was like, it actually works pretty good. So you're not wrong by saying that. I understand what you're trying to do. Make fun of me, but it actually works. So Yeah, I feel like it's working, man, because uh, I know the following is growing. For me, my first impression, because uh, my first impression was a couple of weeks ago when Izzy brought your name up and the Instagram handle up in our stand-up meeting. And Taco Talk with Kev rings, man. It just rings. like a, It was like, oh, I, I want to check that out. And then and you Kev- also, you've engraved it into my head because I watch all your videos. <laughs> so he starts every video with Taco Talk with Kev here. I want you to know. I got to get it from the jump. <laughs> Taco Talk with Kev here, guys. Like, it's the same every single time. So now people are always like, Taco Talk with Kev here. Like, so it's, you're right. That's what you want to do. You know, if I want to make this thing big in any way, shape or form, I have to try and brand myself. So get doing that and doing, you know, keeping it repetitive the way that I do the Instagrams is what it's all about. So Taco Talk with Kev, it just works really well. So I'm glad it actually caught on a little bit. So and that's like the climate that we're in right now. Like people recognize you through your Instagram handle. Like people don't even call me by my name anymore. Everyone just calls me Izzy Serious. <laughs> you too, right, Jeff? Everyone yeah. calls you Jeffrey Kutnick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Kev, why tacos? I, you know, living in Los Angeles, that's that's what you have to do. You know, I'm I'm from the East Coast and I'm from Philadelphia, and if I could eat cheesesteaks and grade them on a scale of one to ten, <laughs> I a hundred percent would. But unfortunately, Los Angeles and California in general doesn't have too many great cheesesteak places. So I was like, ah, well, maybe I could do pizza. Pizza would be a good one. You know, I come from the East Coast where pizza is huge. You know, you look in New York and Philly has the same type of style. And um, that would have been a perfect thing. But I was like, there's not that many great pizza spots in Los Angeles. Like, there's some good ones, no doubt about it. And I love pizza and I eat pizza maybe just as much as I eat tacos. Those are my two. Pizza is actually my favorite food, but tacos just have to be, happen to be the one thing that I'm really passionate about. And you were inspired by uh, Barstool Sports. Um, What's his name? Dave uh, Dave Portnoy. Yeah, Yeah, so he is uh, from Boston and he moved to New York to do the whole uh, Barstool thing. And when he got there, he was like, hey, I'm gonna try every pizza place in New York and rate it on a scale of one to 10 and make a little Instagram handle about it. And now it's, crazy like it's just bonkers how busy he is and how much his following has taken off and stuff like that and you know I didn't have social media for a really long time I never had it until I started Taco Talk with Kev so I was like I I was like oh yeah I want to start reviewing tacos and my buddy was like oh my gosh this guy in New York does the same thing for pizza so then I started following Dave um, and that's how I really got into it and kind of saw like what he does he has his lines you know one bite everybody knows the rules Um, and then he starts his uh, his reviews off the same every single time. He has a camera guy named Frankie, so he always says, "All right, Frankie." So that's how he starts, and he does it, and it's very repetitive. So 
he has, you know, shirts that say, all right, Frankie, and one bite, everybody knows the rules. So it's the same type of thing. And, you know, I, I was forced with the tacos, I think, because of being in Los Angeles. And everybody's like, there's really not that many taco spots in L.A. I've done 100, and I could do 100,000 more, I feel like, easily. <laughs> And it's all different spots. It's not like you're not going to the same place and trying like a new taco every time. Like you're literally going to all these different restaurants, right? Yeah, that's the thing. So I didn't want to go. There was two things when I started this that I didn't want to do. I didn't want to do the same restaurant twice. And I didn't want to do what my favorite taco would be. I didn't want to do that because like I would get asada every single time. Like I love asada. I think it's a very flavorful meat. I just really, really enjoy it. But I want to give the place that I'm going the benefit of the doubt. So it's like whatever your best taco is, that's the one I want. Whatever it is, whether it's Cabeza, Lengua, uh, El Pastor, whatever it was, that's the taco that I wanted to to try. Um, but going to as many different spots as possible was the goal. It's harder than you think when you actually have a job job as well yeah. you only get that's the thing people are always like you should do more reviews i was like if somebody's paying me to do these reviews <laughs> i would love to unfortunately right now i'm not making any money doing this so um it's just something that i do for fun and if i could do them every single day i would but like you know with work and having a life in the restaurant industry is a very demanding industry in totally. general uh, and not being able to you know a lot of times i work at night when a lot of people go out to eat and stuff like that so it it's tough, you know, it's tough to do as many taco reviews as you possibly can, but also, you know, it's hard because you want to balance between going to the spots that everybody knows, like everybody knows Yasados, everybody knows, um, you know, Tire Shop, if you like tacos and stuff like that, like people know those spots, but there's some, there's some one-off taco shops and there's some trucks that will make amazing tacos or little places that are just sitting on the side of side of the street like i've drove down lincoln in venice in marina del rey and like there's just people chopping up cabeza on you know or shaving el pastor and i'm like this is some of the best tacos that i have it's just it's very authentic and stuff like that but people don't think about that they think about the names that everybody knows which those places are really good as well but it's the little ones to me that i like to find like nooks and crannies and stuff like that Tell me what your schedule is like week to week because of the the demands of having work and then treating this as, I mean, to me, it seems more than a hobby, right? It's something that you're dedicated to. You're building a brand. You're building a presence. But what was that deciding moment like? Like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make time for it. And how has that worked out over the you know course of this last year where you're I'm assuming trying to create content wherever and whenever you can, at least coming from the feed when you're traveling, when you're doing things, you're still, you know, bringing the content game with you. Talk to me about more about figuring out when to do content. Yeah. You know, when it first started, I was like, oh, I'll just do this and I'll have, you know, 200 of my friends that I know from high school and stuff like that follow me on Instagram. And then it was like, I went to a couple of taco spots. The next thing you know, I was getting some free tacos. I was like, okay, well, this is cool. If you just want to pay me in tacos, I'm good with that. So um, then I, it was probably about 20 reviews in. I was like, I'm about to hit a thousand followers. That means people are like really watching. So now I have to like decide, okay, if this is something that I want to do, then I actually have to do it. And I still obviously have my career. And that's the hard thing. Um, you only get two days off a week. And if you eat, a lot of tacos like I do, you also have to find time to work out and burn those tacos <laughs> off. So I have to make time for the gym, which I try and do every single day, but I just love eating in general. So I was like, it was probably about, it's probably about 20 reviews in. I was like, okay, cool. Let's find a way to do this two days a week, just your two days off a week. But you know, it's hard because by the time you drive to wherever you want to go, 
set up shop, order, get your food, think about what you're gonna say and do everything, go home, edit the video, you're two, three hours in after everything. Sure. It's it's really, really tough. And I'm not very social media friendly. Like I don't really know how to do too much on it. And especially when it comes to video editing, like that's not something that I know how to do. I, I have an iPhone, it's really cool and I can put it on a tripod, but other than that, I don't really like know how to edit things. So that took actually a longer time sure. than uh, doing anything else. But you know, I was like, all right, people like seeing this stuff. So, you know, when you see you get 4,000 views on a video, I'm like, 4,000 people know that I exist. Like, that's a little crazy. <laughs> and, then I had a, and then I had a shop repost one of my things and they had 20,000 people see it. I was like, wait, that's crazy. But then you read the comments and you're like, oh no, that's not as good as I thought. <laughs> people are not as nice as you thought. And me, I'm a very like, I'm an emotional person. Like I'm very passionate. I come from the East Coast. It's just like in our blood. So when I see somebody say something negative, it's hard for me to just be like, these are just trolls on the internet. Like just leave it alone. But I'm like, no way, this is bull crap. Like, you know, someone saying that he doesn't know anything about tacos because he rated it a 7.9 instead of a 10.0. I'm like, you really think the taco was a 10? Like that means there's never, ever, ever gonna be another taco that's better than that. I just don't think that that's true. So it, it, it was tough, you know, to try and balance that between my work life where you're working 55, 60 hours a week in the restaurant industry and then trying to squeeze in tacos because people like want to see that. And then you try and balance like, well, how frequently do you post? And mm -hmm. then people are always like, well, you have to post at 4.30 on Thursdays because that's when I'm like, <laughs> I'm like man, I don't have time for that. I, I, I get the videos I make on my day off or sometimes I'll do two, but me, I also don't want to look like I'm doing two in one day. So sometimes I'll like bring an extra shirt and like change oh, the sure, shirts. Sure. So you, so it looks like it's more than one day, but then I'll, you know, I'll chop the videos up on that day and then post them on separate days and stuff like that. But it's a, gr it's a grind, man. You know, it's not, it's not easy. It's fun to go to the taco shops, try different shops, but then the back end stuff of editing the videos and everything like that is, is not easy for sure. Yeah. You're definitely speaking, uh, about the same obstacles that I think any content upstart has had to figure out, right? Which is how do you make content good enough plus enough enough in the sense of the quantity that you're putting out and then when do you put it out? So we we can resonate with with a lot of that. When you mentioned your, t your out of 10 rating, uh, how do you measure talk? Like, how would you describe your measurement system? Because, uh, you know, reviewers ratings kind of all depend. They can all be subjective. What, what means the most to you or is everything balanced across the board from tortillas to, uh, the filling or the meats or, uh, you know, the toppings or anything that like, how do you measure those things? And, you know, what's the utopian 10 out of 10 taco and, and what's not? Yeah, you know, that's the that's the hard thing for me because it's like, one, also I don't know everything there is to know about tacos. I'm just a normal guy that eats tacos and gives my opinion on them. I don't think that I'm the taco king or anything like that. But um, I feel but at this point you've had 100 reviews, so I mean... Your expertise. There's a baseline. There's yeah, a foundation yeah, yeah. there. It's no, it's no longer just like I'm a random guy going to this True. taco shop because I've had a hundred plus tacos, <laughs> probably more, in the last year. Gives yeah. you a baseline that's well more than the average person, let alone the taco enthusiast. Yeah. True. And you know, for me, the meat 
and the tortilla are the two things that are a must for me. Um, you know, the, the flavor in the meat, whether it be uh, El Pastor or chicken or uh, cabeza or lengua, whatever it may be, um, that flavor is really what helps skyrocket um, the scores for me. And then the tortilla, you know, whether it be flour or corn, you know, most people think that corn tortillas are probably the most authentic sure. uh, way to eat a taco. And I agree with that. I absolutely do. But it's also hard to disagree that corn or f- flour, flour is it, awesome. Our flour tortillas are probably better. Like, As Del Taco has taught us. Yeah, listen, listen. <laughs> listen, I'll smash 200 Taco Bell tacos right now. I don't really care. They're flour tortillas. I'll eat them. I don't yeah. care. But like flour tortillas do have more flavor. They just do. But, you know, the corn tortillas for the authenticity of it and, you know, how they're probably supposed to be made. I, I do prefer a corn tortilla. Um, but, you you know, when you see somebody pressing masa right in front of you, it's it just changes the game. You know, tire shop taqueria in um, South Central off of Pedro or San Pedro and the, and the 10, I think is the best tacos in Los Angeles. And you go there and they are literally pressing masa in front of you and growing it right in front of you. So for me, for my scores, um, the, the flavor in the meat um, and the, the tortilla are probably the two biggest uh, factors. It's hard though, because it's like, you go to a place where they let you kind of build your own as well. So then it's like, well, if I build my own, then I'm not really doing it based on how good you think, sure. ta- like how your taco is, you know what I mean? There's a spot in my house that's like, they give you a tortilla and then they give you the meat and it's kind of just like onions, tomatoes, salsa, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, y- yes, sure. If I make this, then I can make it as good as I want. Just like, you're just giving me the meat. That's great and all, but that's not what a great taco is to me. I want it to be come to me like cochinita papil and just like be there and be ready and for me to eat it. Um, I feel like those little extras are important too. Like for one, the salsa. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned salsa because is for me, and this isn't speaking for anyone outside of myself. If the salsa doesn't come correct, I I literally don't eat everything. Yeah, because salsa is so important to me, and to me, it's the, it's this microcosm of if you don't go through the attention to detail and the love and care that salsa requires from roasting your peppers or roasting your tomatillos or roasting your tomatoes and and putting them together with the right salt, acidity, vinegar, whatever, then what else are you not putting love and care into? And so we've had that conversation is where it's for me, when we go, by the way, Oh, it's it's here. It's Wednesday. Yep. We got to take you to a taco truck while you're down here. Perfect. Because we go to this red taco truck that has this crazy habanero peanut salsa that is too hot for me. Yeah. But it's also <laughs> so flavorful that I have to have it. So it's just like salsa to me is so important and Again, what makes it is the fact that the tortillas are still good. The the carne yeah. itself is good. And but there are man. days when they make it like crazy hot and we're like, man, we shouldn't have done this. But it's <laughs> so good. Yeah, I have a that, – that's my problem too. I love – hot things like spicy food oh, is, you're gonna my, love that is my jam like i love that love stuff that salsa. so i get myself in a little bit of trouble i prefer red sauce over green personally okay I, I do like red sauce i think that the flavors are a little bit more for me there like i just i just prefer that nothing again green sauce i'll I, I love it for sure i'll drink green sauce if i have to but um i do prefer the red sauce so 
all the tacos that I get, they always ask me, do you want the sauce on there? And I always say yes, because I, I want it to be the complete product. Totally. They're always like, is there something you don't want on there? I was like, however you make it the best you can possibly make it, that's how I want it. Whatever that is, whether, you know, I, if there's something on there that I don't like, I'm still going to eat it because I want to try the food the way that it's supposed to be made. So I always say yes to the salsa because to me that is a, is an, a, a topping that is necessity on there for sure. hundred percent like love cheese, love lettuce, tomatoes, onions, all that kind of stuff on there. But if it doesn't have a salsa, it's, it's just, doesn't good. It's not going to have that final punch for sure. You, you mentioned that you like hot. I was uh, checking out one of your recent video reviews for the Genkiyaki Death Taco, oh which my God. almost killed my best friend. Like I can, <laughs> I can say that legitimately because it, we were in a place where we were doing more YouTube content of things that were hot, mm-hmm. and our co-founder Rudy, uh, Rude Love, uh, was like, "All right, he just won this ghost pepper chili challenge." I want to say maybe a couple months before he tried the death taco. So, like, won the competition. Feeling good. Ghost pepper chili. Nothing to scoff at. Of the office, he definitely can take the most heat of Mm -hmm. anyone in the office. It's a smaller sample size. We're only 20 people, but he can definitely take the most. So, we sent him to try it. (laughs) And he tried to get through an order. So an order was three. Yeah. How many is it? Is it three? I it's think three. he did more than that. I think he was trying to go for six. I think there's like oh, a, yeah, like no, a restaurant to, record or sorry, something. I think the yeah, challenge he went for the, like re- the challenge. He was going he, at least toward the challenge. Yeah. I don't know if he, we ever thought he was going to make it, mm-hmm. but he, he definitely did more than an order. And I think he got through three, three and a half, maybe four. Yeah. But watching him, okay, I asked him because I, I asked him this morning. I was like, how did you feel when you ate it? And he said, quote, unquote, felt a rush of major anxiety, never felt anything like that in all my time eating spicy stuff. And afterwards, quote, unquote, he felt a 9.5 out of 10 pain. Oh, my oh. gosh. And I remember he brought some back because he's such a nice guy. Like, they brought, some, they brought some back to the office. Yeah, no, nice guy. You. No, thank you. <laughs> Everyone was like, oh, thank you. Except no, thank me. You. Except me. I was fresh. I was in here. I didn't know Rudy's tolerance. Like, I was a few weeks into Food Beast. I'm like, man, like, it's not that hot. Like, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to take a bite out of this. I took that bite. I was running around this office looking for ice cream, looking for water, and I couldn't think straight. I was like looking for ice cream like in the fridge, and I was like, wait, no, that's not where it goes. It's in the freezer. And I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, those that taco, you know, originally when I saw it, I was like, oh, this looks like something I would love to do because I'm – I would love to do it. I just do anything that's silly or stupid sure. like that. Like I'm, I'm down for any type of challenge. If you're, there's a challenge, I'm in for sure. Like just as like a man, that's if you challenge me to anything. <laughs> hey, I challenge you. I bet you won't go jump in front of a car out there. I'm like, shit, I'm probably gonna die, but whatever. I'm in. Um, I remember you extended an invite. You, you asked me to go. You know, I was like, I'm good. Bro. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So I extended the invite. Not many people showed up. Obviously, my older brother and then a buddy of mine that I used to work with showed up as well. And. The challenge in Riverside um, is like if you finish 10 tacos, you get on the wall. I'm like, that's, first of all, ridiculous. Nobody would ever do that. But I went to the one a little bit closer. I forget what city it's in. But I was like, all right, I'm going to be smart about this. I'm just going to try one. Just just try one and see what happens. And like I said, I like spicy food. And I ate it. And 
I never felt anything like I felt that day. I've I've had I've I've had Reaper sauce that was like really 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 hot. I've never eaten a Reaper. That would be crazy, but um I was sweating from places I didn't know had <laughs> sweat pores. I was like, this isn't right. My older brother, 6'2", 250 pounds, he's a huge human being, crying like a baby, <laughs> like an infant child. I was like, are you crying right now? Um, but the hardest thing about the challenge is that it's so hot. Like, it's ridiculously hot. You're not allowed to drink anything for five minutes. Oh. That's what they say. So it's like you're sitting there drinking your sweat that's coming from your forehead that's dripping into your mouth and you're like it's salty and it's not good and it's like it's just it's so bad and it's really really difficult to just sit there and soak in it pretty much um so i i unfortunately as gross as it is i couldn't stop the saliva from coming out of my mouth i couldn't stop it like i didn't want to close my mouth because if i kept that fire in my mouth it was just gonna like burn my soul i felt like so i wanted to open my mouth but then when i opened my mouth i would just drip saliva so it looked like i was literally throwing up i probably should have but it was really really hot and i didn't i didn't expect it to get there and i was like well at first i was like whatever cool challenge the week before i was like challenge whatever i'll do and then i started watching youtube videos which is the worst thing to do and everyone's like like your buddy says is just just dying. over yeah crying dying, like for, couldn't even couldn't finish a lot of the tacos it was, I ha- and sorry to cut you off i had to figure out if i needed to take him to a doctor <laughs> like no joke yeah he, i we remember have, that we have like we were legitimately he was against the wall like with it he, he couldn't first of all he couldn't lay down he couldn't lay down because it didn't feel right to his yeah. stomach so he had to stand. He's tired and he's hurting. So because he's tired and can't sit or stand because of how his stomach feels when he sits or stands, he's keeled over a wall, like leaning his elbow against the wall, trying to rest, <laughs> trying to continue to have enough courage to figure out where the next hour is going to take him. Can, and he, and he was, I remember in the moment, he was just like, if I could... If this could violently leave my body and it would be pain on a 12 out of 10 scale, but it would leave me now, I would take that <laughs> over the next two or three hours or more of potentially more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of what's happening in my body. Like it was, it was to the, he stopped eating. He stopped eating spicy challenges. To after, this day, he To this day, he just doesn't fuck really. with it because the wh- way I was looking at him, I was like, I feel like you might have developed an ulcer. Like, yeah. legit developed an ulcer. The way you're talking about what's happening on your inside. So, and we got it. We got it all on video. Like that wasn't staged. Like Rudy was in like serious pain. He was like legitimately leaning against the wall. It wasn't for the video. Like we were legitimately <laughs> scared. Yeah, it'll, it'll drop a grown man, no doubt. It's like it's you know they talk about the Scoville scale and all stuff, and I don't actually know how they judge this stuff. But they're saying it's hotter than pepper spray. Like imagine getting sprayed with pepper spray in your mouth <laughs> and then like digesting it. It just sounds awful right so but for some reason yeah i showed up to uh genkiyaki and did it and I, I i thought it was fun i mean it for those six hours i was like i would have rather have done anything else on the planet <laughs> literally like anything else other than doing that but i was like yeah sure i did it and it, it was fun it was cool it was a good experience will i do another challenge i mean yeah sure if somebody hears this and calls me out i'm gonna do it but um <laughs> For the most part, I try and stay away from super, super spicy stuff for now. For a little bit. Kev, do you think the future of food reviewing is social media specific? And I ask you that question as 
one of the old guys at Food Beast. So I grew up with bloggers. Um, and when Food Beast entered the space, you know, there was Food Network doing its thing on television. Mm-hmm. There were newspapers, you know, similar to uh, LA Times, Jonathan Gold. Every, at least back then, there are less week, weekly newspapers now, but mm-hmm. there was also typically a weekly alternative paper doing their own reviews. Yelp existed, so that was definitely the new frontier of the everyday person and this new category of like Yelp elite. Uh, but it feels like where reviews are going, especially because of the power of Instagram, that there's... So, a lot of the emerging review content is happening there. So yes, Yelp, TripAdvisor still exists. Yes, newspaper and magazine reviews do exist. I mean, Los Angeles Magazine, LA Times, yeah. they're still gonna do really good stuff, but it's also not its also not gonna be prolific and in a volume of the way people I think are expecting content now, which is, oh, I saw a video yesterday, what's your video today? Mm-hmm. And so Instagram, in my opinion, is providing at least that outlet of people on the platform looking for stuff. But I'm curious about what you think about the future of reviewing specifically on, on also, IG like, and beyond. As food beasts, <clears throat> like when we put out videos, we don't even review them. But people are looking at this and they're like compelled to go wherever we were. Like, let's say we put up that... Um, what was it those those breakfast dui fries right and like that guy called me the next day like yo there's like a hundred people asking for those dui fries and like we gotta like get some people out of here because like it was just too much and like we're not even reviewing them like we're just showing a video how they're made they look pretty good like you check you check them out but there's a value to actually reviewing them and like that's something that's maybe kind of been lost in the social media food it feels kind of. it feels lost and and Kev I know I asked you a question but I think real quick is the context and background for Food Beast is important because we do not for the most part we do not review. Yeah. We're talking about things that are new, we're talking about things that hopefully are unknown to you or you've never seen before and in select instances like on our show Taste the Details. Yeah, are we talking about the quality and the nuance of Food? Yeah. Are we showcasing places that we're essentially reviewing? Totally. But we're not, we don't go out there on the coverage yesterday with Buffalo Wild Wings debuting enchilada wings, for mm-hmm. example. We're talking about like, hey, this is something new. We had them. They were fine. Nothing. If you like enchilada sauce and wings, you'll probably like them because they're wings. (laughs) But to us, the content was about, hey, this exists, not necessarily vouching for or shitting on um, or even staying complacent on. Just not talking about what it tasted like, showcasing that it's new. And obviously, your reviews, the content is is a lot different. Yeah, and I think that social media has obviously just gone bananas in the way that it does things but you look at things like you guys and infatuated la and all that kind of stuff and people see something crazy and they go do it so i saw genkiaki online so i went and did it i saw the flaming hot cheetos tacos from paradiscos and i went and did it like that's what it's about you know so i do feel that things like it's weird to see 
things like what you guys do and where you just post a picture of something that's awesome and how many people flock to that. But like you're saying, you guys not know, not knowing what it tastes like at all. Exactly. You're not reviewing it. You're not telling anybody that whether it's good, bad, indifferent, whatever. You're just saying, hey, like this is a place that has really cool donuts or really cool whatever. So then people go and they make their own assumptions from it. So then from there, they're like, they're not going to probably post online whether they think it's great. And if they do, they'll probably go to something like Yelp, which I feel like is an impossible feat to like do. I, I, I don't understand. I understand Yelp, but it's like. The way people feel about Yelp is so, so crazy because any Joe Schmo can sit behind a computer and write whatever they want and nobody can really say anything about it. When I did, I, I do think that the world has to go towards social media reviewing things. It has to because my content, not that my content's any better or worse than anybody that's out there, but you, I do my best to show you exactly what the taco looks like, tell you every single thing that's in it, and sure, my flavor profiles might not be perfect, and I, you know, the flavor on a fish taco, maybe I, I think they should use more salt and pepper, or the salmon was overcooked or undercooked, whatever it may be on the taco, but that's what people want. So when people write a review on Yelp, it's like, hey, this service sucked, blah, 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 or hey, this food didn't taste good. Well, okay, but why? Why didn't it taste good? Like, what didn't you like about it? Or why isn't there a video of you eating it showing me that, hey, like, you can see right here that this wing is crispy burnt i can't eat it you know what i mean so when i'm when i do it i show you know me eating it and i'm like thinking about it because i really do want people to understand like what me eating it is like and that's the hardest thing for people to do through yelp you can't really like i'm not sitting next to that person at the table but when you watch my videos you're like oh i see him eating it i saw what the taco looks like i can imagine being there and maybe they want to go there and they'll try it out themselves as well but Social media is going to be the next Yelp. Instagram will be the next Yelp. I don't know how they'll do like a, a an Instagram version of just reviews, and I don't know if it'll ever get to that point, but it should because yeah. right now, if you want a really good taco, you can't go on to Instagram to find one in your local and area. know how it tastes. You can go on Instagram and you can bookmark and you can look at hashtags and you can look <clears throat> at the location geo tag. And you could see stuff, yeah. which is still amazing. You True. can still see what you're getting into. But I think, to your point, there's an explicit opportunity for people that review because that is just missing. It's missing in general because the average person that got into food Instagram over the past five to seven years based it on how many likes can I get, Right. Video for the first five years of Instagram wasn't around. Mm -hmm. And so I think there is this, this really interesting opportunity while we talk with Instagram influencers all the time about, you know, when there was the algorithm change and mm -hmm. when it went from timeline feed to algorithmic feed and how a lot of people stopped seeing the same amount of growth that they were used to. But for me, reviewing it provides such a utility that not only am I going to like that post, not only am I going to double tap the Taco Talk with Kev post because I like the post, it's a utility. Mm -hmm. So if I want to see more of that content, well, I'm going to double tap it to ensure that the algorithm knows that it gets priority I like so, I, so I see it. And so I think that's what's really interesting is the utility factor because so much of Instagram, from my perspective... And include Food Beast in there. So if I'm calling our, ourselves out too, is 
high saturated, high contrast food porn in your face that's built to be fried chicken or French fries or what or a crazy burger. And it's built for likes and it's built for engagement. And there's a there's good reasons why we do that and why we need to do mm-hmm. that. But I think you're on the other side of the spectrum being like, I'm showing you the taco, how it will be served to you. I'm going to locations all across Los Angeles and I'm giving you an honest 7.2 review of this taco so you can decide if this is worthwhile or not for you to go. And I think that's that's the utility that gets lost in the world of IG engagement. And one thing that's missing from Yelp, you don't get that personal feel to it. Like you're scrolling through all these reviews and you can kind of like gauge if maybe you want to go to that place or not. But what's missing is like what Jonathan Gold gave. Like you knew his taste. He was consistent. He was always doing reviews. You knew why he was saying what he was saying Mm -hmm. and you trusted him. And when you look at Kev's reviews, it's like the same thing. Like he's done 100 reviews. I watch his stuff and I'm like, cool. Like I've never heard of that taco spot before, but Kev gave it an eight. That's awesome. Like I'm going to make my way over there because... I've been watching multiple reviews that he's been doing, and I, I, I've started to trust his word. That's something that he's built through Instagram, through his personality, through showing that that you don't always get through Yelp when you're just scrolling through endlessly. Yeah, and the hard thing with that is like you look at <clears throat> something like Yelp. So I obviously run a business. We put pictures on Yelp, and the food looks amazing when we put it on Yelp but obviously in real time it's different like just like you go to McDonald's the picture that's on there normally isn't what you get and same thing with you guys like the photos you take are amazing right the photos that is the best burger or the best donut that they have ever made the odds that normal Joe Schmo gets that (laughs) slim to none you know what I mean so like even when I go to these places I don't two things I never do I never seek out taco shops because I don't want them to know that I'm coming. Because I wouldn't want them to prepare it any different for me than any other regular person. Oh, wow. That's huge. <clears throat> that is, that's fucking huge, by the way. Because in the world of, of IG, there is a certain archetype of influencer that completely bases their content about from PR, publicist, yeah, restaurant yeah, yeah. contact. So that's a big deal that gives even more validity to what you're doing. I don't. I, I'm not that I'm doing this for the people when I'm running for mayor, <laughs> mayor of Taco City or anything like that. But I do this so that a normal person could walk up to this taco shop and feel exactly what I'm feeling. I don't. I normally don't bring my hat with me when I go up there because if I bring my hat, someone's gonna be like, "Wait a second, what's going on over here? What, what's this hat for?" Oh, I'm gonna review your tacos. Hey, make oh, sure that yeah, that yeah, totally. make sure that fish taco's perfect. You know what I mean? Like typically, I would never do something like that because I want to get it and I take it to go. I say, make it exactly how you want. I take it to go. I put my hat on. I go stand in my car, put my screen up, do whatever. But the reason I do that is because I want it to be how just the 40th person in line would do it. I went into King Taco. Love King Taco. It's cool. Like whatever. It's a big chain, and I I was the. 40th person in line and waited almost an hour for a taco, which I don't know why I did that, but whatever I had to do my, I was already there. I was like, I'm already in. I'm just going to do this review, but it tasted like they made 30,000 tacos a day. And that's how it's probably supposed to taste. Like that's, I'm sure that they obviously wanted to taste better, but when I ate it, it tasted like there was one person here that was putting the tortilla down. The next person was putting the meat in. The next person was putting the salsa in. And then they were, the next person was rolling it up and sending it out. Like there's not, and not that it's good, bad, indifferent, whatever, but that's what I want 
If I would have called King Taco and been like, hey, I want you to make me your best taco and I'm going to review it and post it on my Instagram. They probably would have made it a little bit different than they did online. They totally would. Exactly. So like when you guys call somebody, they're like, all right, cool. All hands on deck. Make everything spotless clean in here. You know what I mean? So my reviews are meant for the normal person that's just going to go wait in line at a taco shop. You know what I mean? So what? what's the one? Uh, Bidia, the one that uh john legend and uh tegan went to what they went to some they went to some taco shop and it was like the craziest thing ever because it was just a no it was just this movie star or this girl went to this normal taco shop and now they have some x a billion amount of followers <laughs> so then all my friends are like you need to go to this taco shop you need to go to this taco shop you need to go to this taco shop well that re- that post by chrissy tegan or whatever changed the way they do business, business. as a taco shop now they're no they're like oh my god things just got real like people are going to be coming here to try the tacos, so we have to change up our the, game. We have to. You have to, and that's the hard part about you know Instagram influence and stuff like that going into places. It changes people's mentality. I just want the food how you're going to make it. If it's good, perfect. If it's not good, that's okay too. But I'm just going to let you know. And I sometimes I feel bad. You know, I'll be sitting in front of a taco shop and I'll be like, "It's a 4.2. Do not go." And then my friends will be like, "Dude, you're killing small businesses." I was like, "I'm not trying to kill a small business. I'm just letting you know." I wouldn't spend 250 on that taco there. I would go to a different spot. And you want to look at another spot that I would go to. I have a bunch of recommendations in the same area. <clears throat> I'm not trying to kill anybody's business. Like, I want to own my own business one day too. But people, the 3,000 followers or whatever, 3,900 followers or whatever that I have, they expect me to be real. That's all they want. I've made it that way to where I tell you exactly how it is on every single review. I'm not sugarcoating anything. If the taco sucks, you're going to know it sucks. If the taco is really good, you're going to know it's really good. So for me, I have to be honest. And that's just me as a human too. You know what I mean? Like I want people to understand it because if I say that Tire Shop is the best tacos in LA and one of my friends goes there and thinks the taco sucks, then I feel like an idiot. You know what I mean? And sure, everybody's preferences are different and stuff like that. But, you know, Guisados is known as one of the better places in Los Angeles for like a chain place that people would like and i really like them actually they're re- they're really, really good tacos their stewed tacos are legit yeah they, absolutely a hundred percent so like when i gave my review and i was like this this shit's banging like it's really good i trust that 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 everybody knows that that's true and then if i go to somewhere else and i'm like i don't think this is that good that people are trusting me that they probably wouldn't go there either so for me it's like social media and these reviews are taken off but still not as much as you would think like you would think everybody would be doing this. You would th- you, you would, would you would, you would think, just you would think. think right, and I, I do think there's going to be uh, there's going to be a wave because I do think the food influencer on IG that just showcases solely awesome pictures of food, it's just saturated. Yeah, like the person who has 8,000 followers and is doing the same formula as the person that that has 500,000 followers. There is no more growth. Yeah. There, no one needs more food influencers showcasing the same viral food in the same viral way. Mm-hmm. Like that's just not what people need. And I think people are gonna be interested. I think we're. I think that if I if I can, I would argue that reviewing is probably gonna have a pivotal moment, specifically on IG, because of the utility that it actually provides. It's not just this is beautiful, especially when you're focused on a region like you do. Mm-hmm. Because you're not, you're not like 
I'm going to cover everything in the world. If you want to know about LA tacos, I'm your guy. By the way, I'm also going to go to some places. I'm going to review tacos there in case you're ever there. Yeah. But there's also there's a select window of what I, you know, what I understand you're going to review and that audiences can be hyper targeted because mm-hmm. when we when we put up content as Food Beast on Instagram or Facebook or .com, we always have to think from a national perspective. We're not going to cover the red truck in Santa Ana because there isn't a national angle for people to understand. Definitely. And our audience also can't get it. The majority of them can't get it. So talking about something hyper-local is really tough for us. But it's perfect for what you're doing. And you had mentioned, you said there were two things you didn't do. One was pr- uh, you never announce that you're going to a restaurant. What, what was the second thing or was that part of the... No, I never changed the taco. I, I get it. it exactly how it's supposed to be. It has to be because these people, whenever they make the food, like they, whoever the chef was or whatever it may be, made that taco one day, ate it and was like, this is the best fish taco that I can make. So this is how it's supposed to be made. So I don't ever change the taco. I, I, I have them give me whatever their best taco is and I don't change it. Because That's so important. It's like Jonathan Gold went almost his whole career without every, anyone knowing what he looked like, right? Yeah, true. Like, what was was it like 2015 or 16 or something? That it he was recently. Yeah. It was within the last three or four years. For sure. Before he started using his face. And LA Times started using his face as a marketable <clears throat> element of and what they were so doing. And that was so important because you knew that he was getting that same treatment. He was getting the same plate of food that I would get mm-hmm. because no one saw him and was like, oh, shoot, that's Jonathan Gold. Let's make, like, the best fish or whatever. It was like he was just there. It's like he looks like a normal dude that would just right. walk into a restaurant and eat. And with reviews, I think that's important. Like, the way you, you do that, that you don't, like, announce yourself, like, that's so key. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, like, I could reach out to taco shops and they'd be like, hey, we'd love for you to come in. Also, people get paid to do that kind of stuff. I'm not trying to, I mean, sure, I want to get paid, but that's not why I do it. Like, I don't want anything to change in the way that they make the taco for me. Because you're right, like, for Los Angeles and the people that are looking for tacos in Los Angeles, it's weird. I've become like a Yelp to people sometimes they'll be like hey just so you know i'm on the i'm in i'm in south central where would be a good taco i'm like (laughs) this is what i'm talking about like that's really cool to me or hey i'm in houston where do you know any good spots or hey a guy that i was just talking to yesterday i'm from philly and i've been to philly and i've had a few tacos in philly not that great um (laughs) no disrespect hometown love them but not great tacos stick to cheesesteaks and pizzas um but someone was like, hey, I'm going to Philly. Where should I get a taco? So I told him a couple spots. And, you know, people in NorCal or in if people go to Tulum or Mexico, they're always like, hey, where should I get a taco? It's kind of weird, you know what I mean? Like that I've become the Yelp of the taco scene, which is really, really cool. I wish that more people knew that I existed, obviously. <laughs> um, but, like, they reach out to me because, like you're saying, you trust my opinion a little bit. Like, even though I'm not really anybody that has any, you know, I don't have a Michelin star attached to my name or anything like that. But... I give you real live content on what it really is and what it really tastes like. And sure, my score might not be perfect, um, but you know what you're getting when you go there. You know, I I see things and I'm getting ready to go uh, back to Philly actually on Friday. And there's places that I see that I'm like, I need to have this. I'm going to New York for a day on uh, on Monday. And I was like, I need to try this because of the content that like you guys post and Infatuated New York posts. And I'm like, this looks amazing. But then I'm disappointed when I get there and I'm like, this isn't as good as I thought it was going to be. 
And it's hard, you know what I mean? That's the world that we live in though, unfortunately. Everybody, you know, eats with their eyes and stuff like that. And as a restaurant general manager, that's what I want my food to look like. So I want the picture that you post from EPLP, I want that coming off the line. Every single time. And I it, and it and it sucks because I'm the so hard. <laughs> I'm the bad guy a lot of times cuz I'm like, "Hey, this ocean trout doesn't look like it's supposed to look like. I know you just worked on it for 15 minutes, but I need you to make another one because it doesn't look great." Because I eat with my eyes and everybody eats with their eyes. If it looks like crap, it's probably going to taste like crap. And even if it's not crap, it'll, in your mind, you're like, hey, that doesn't look good. If but I get a taco and that shit's all over the place and it's messy and it's like, I'm like, I don't know. All right, whatever. I'll try it. But you know what I mean? It's like it's people. negative going into the bite. Unfortunately. So yeah. in the restaurant industry, and that's kind of where I learned this whole thing is like, you have to be okay with pushing bad food back. If it's not the way it's supposed to be made then you, you can't sell it. You can't you know sell it, obviously. You can't give it to the guests, but it's like, that's what I'm showing in my tacos. It's like, they're not all gonna look like Food Beast pictures. You know what I mean? They're not all gonna look perfect every single time, but this is what it is probably gonna look like, and this is what it's probably gonna taste like. And if that's something you're down with, then come check this place out. And if you don't think that that's something you're down with, then I would try somewhere else. Where does nuance play into what you do and what the future of Instagram reviewers is? Because I think that's the one thing that I would like to see more of, but I don't know if I can get it because of limitations with, well, you can only upload a minute video to Instagram. So you got to say what you can say because that's the storytelling element. And I know there are lots of times here at Food Beast where, you know, we're doing a video on whatever, a lobster restaurant in vegas that's flying lobsters across the world so you can experience it and we have to fit all of that information into a one minute instagram cut and we do it because we still think it's more valuable on the platform than it is not on the platform mm -hmm. but i'm curious about what you think about the nuance of reviews and where it can go on ig yeah i feel like that's the hardest thing for me is like i go out there and i shoot for 10, 15 minutes sometimes. And I'm like, all right, well now I gotta find a minute. And then also like in that show what I wanna show, but then somehow make it funny or witty or interesting to where I can like capture somebody's attention. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's the hardest thing, you know, because views are what people want on videos, right? Totally. So you get to 4,000, 5,000 views. You're like, okay, cool, I'm kind of popular. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which we all do, by the way, in that exact mental voice in our head, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, when I told someone, I was like, one of my videos has like 8,000 views. They were like, that's a lot of views. I was like, I know, right? That's pretty cool, that's pretty cool. But like, you look at my Genkiaki video, it's two videos, right, minute long each, but you can't, doesn't count the views. Views, right. It only does Be likes, so now I'm like, I got 300 likes. Well, yeah, 300 likes is cool, but seeing 8,000 views is way cooler. Yeah. So it's like, how do you jam it all into one? And I feel like that's the one thing that I wish could change with the way Instagram is, is I, there's so much more information that I could give. You know, there's so much more I could say because me, I love tacos, but I'm very passionate about food and I work in the food industry and I spent time in the back of house because I am so interested on how the oils and how the spices and all that kind of stuff come together to make a dish like that stuff really really interests me so if i had more time i would talk more about how the fish wasn't seasoned before it was coated or how it was how you can taste the salt and pepper in the flour season you know I mean like stuff like that i would talk about that but i only get a minute i know so, you do i know and it's tough man it's like i 
you know, the thing that everybody used to say about Twitter, it's like, how do I get 160 characters? Like I'm messing up, like <laughs> instead of writing Y-O-U, you're writing just you to save those extra characters because you want them. So it's like, when I'm doing my reviews, now I find myself, I'm like, okay, cool. To the point, make sure it's, the, it's exactly what you have to say and then be done with it because you don't. So then I'm like, balancing between giving my real life opinion, you know, giving my opinion on what I think it is opposed to like trying to catch an audience's attention by doing something witty or doing something funny or going, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's an impossible balance right now. I, I, I just, I don't have an answer to it. And you know, Instagram's never going to let you do two and a half minute long videos because it's people's attention to, you know, you know, the, our ADD culture. Yeah. Right? It's like, cool. One minute next scroll. You know what I mean? It's like, so you, you're, they're never going to do that. They're, they came up with things like, you know, you can do your stories and you can do IGTV and all that kind of stuff that allows you to do that. But for their content, I think they're only going to allow it to be a minute, which hinders anybody that's trying to give real information about a product, whether it be food or it be a CD player, whatever. Sure. Um, th- there's not going to be too much that can expand with that, unfortunately. Kev, you're a you're a Caucasian guy doing Mexican food <laughs> reviews. I'm assuming there's a decent amount of of criticism. There's a decent amount of people in your DM. What's your response, if anything, to that? And how do you kind of navigate those waters of? I'm a guy curious about tacos, um, and it's less about where I'm from and and more about the consistency of what you're doing but I'm curious about for especially for for listeners in our audience who might want to do the same thing right they might want to be I want to review barbecue and I'll go everywhere to review barbecue but maybe you're not from the south or maybe you never experienced Carolina barbecue but you just want to create content and Eli on this podcast constantly says you have an interest just do it make content and so we never judge people I mean unless they're coming from a really uneducated point of view right Mm -hmm. and the internet is brutal it's like oh my god like like let's say for tacos like if you're not Mexican like people will feel that you can't do that because you're not Mexican or if you're in, you're reviewing Indian food. If you're not Indian, people all of a sudden feel the need to tell you, hey, what the hell are you doing? Like, why are you even trying this? Like, that's just like what it has become kind of recently. Yeah, again, the hard, you- that's like, that's really hard for me because I try to be a good human in general. So I would never like shit on anybody doing anything. I'm like, cool, man, whatever you want to do it. That's awesome. I'll totally support it. For me, when I got my first really negative comment, I was so like, no, 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 I need to defend myself. And it's like, all right, these guys are just trolls on the internet. Like, leave it alone. You know what I mean? So I always tell everybody when they're like, what do you mean you review tacos? I'm like, I'm a white boy from Philly. Like, that's what it comes down to. I don't I don't know anything about authentic Oaxacan tacos. Sure, never been to Oaxaca before. I wanna go, I would love to. But that doesn't mean that I don't know what something good tastes like. I've been in the industry for 10 years. I've been in the restaurant yeah. industry for 10 years. I've been eating for 31 years. Now, you know what I mean? Like, I know good food when I taste it. So it's like, you can't tell me that I don't know what a good taco tastes like. But the thing with tacos is, okay, I, my, my best friend on the earth is Mexican. He, his family loves tacos, especially here in Los Angeles. Everybody loves tacos, right? We get that. But if you go to tire shop, people would die for tire shop tacos, right? So if I say it's only a 9.4, 
<laughs> I was scared when I gave my review because there was people sitting in, you know, you know, at tables and stuff like that in the background. And I was like, I went up to the people afterwards. I was like, oh my God, guys, these tacos were so good. Thank you so much. Like you made them amazing. They were really good. I was so impressed with it. And then the people that were sitting there that, cause the people that were cooking didn't speak great English. So I was like talking to the people and they were translating kind of, I was like, tell them thank you so much. And the guys was like, oh, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I review tacos and I give it a scale of one to 10. They're like, oh, what did you give it? I was like, I gave it a 9.4. They were like, this is the best taco on the planet. How could you only give it a 9.4? I'm like, I'm like, come on, man. Like, Let alone if for whatever reason you didn't get a great taco and you gave it a 7.8 and you got oh, yeah. people ready to fight you in the parking lot, right? I, honestly, that's how it is. And people are like, in my DMs and stuff like that, they're like, you're wrong. You don't know anything about tacos. And it's like, it's so hard for me just as a person to not get emotional on that kind of stuff when someone tells you you're wrong. I hate when someone tells me I'm wrong. It's like, I might be wrong, but you don't get to decide if I'm wrong by just what you think you know, you know what I mean? Like just because I'm white doesn't mean that I don't know what food's supposed to taste like. Um, so it the backlash on the internet is is tough. And I never thought that, you know, when I'm just a normal dude, if I just post a picture of me and my dog, like no one's gonna throw shade Talk at shit. me for exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, cool dog, dude. What's that, like a Border Collie pit bull mix? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, feel really tough? Yeah, right? Really feel, tough? Yeah, real tough, real smart dog, right? I'm like, no one's gonna do that if you just post pictures of your dog on the internet. But like when you're doing something where people can ha be opinionated about it, because I'm opinionated in my post about right. it. That's the thing that, that's the hardest thing, you know what I mean? I, I give what I think and people are gonna always tell you you're wrong when no matter what you think. So it's like, that's that's the hard thing for me and I don't think people understand that when they post. I don't know if you guys get negative feedback on your guys' posts just because you're not reviewing it like you were saying. You're just posting content, cool, you wanna like it, go, go check it out, whatever it may be. But when you're posting what you think on something, people are like, the first ones to jump on it, especially most of the time, it is Mexican people that, you know, or Spanish people that are like, no, you don't know that that's not a good taco. And I was like, okay, uh, I, thank you so much for your feedback. That's normally my thing. I always say, thank you so much for your feedback, but unfortunately, like, that's just what I thought. And it, and it sucks because I'm not saying I'm right, wrong, or indifferent, and I'm not saying I'm the end all be all for what tacos should be because at the end of the day, I'm just a white boy from Philly. You know what I mean? So, but, it doesn't mean that I can't give my opinion. No one stopped. That's what the internet's about. Like the internet's undefeated. It's never going to lose because people can do this if they want. So just like Eli says, like, cool, you're passionate about something, go do it. Like, that's awesome. People are going to give negative feedback, unfortunately. And you have to learn if you are this reviewer that's trying to do this, you have to learn to just be okay with people trying to break you down. And that's, that's the hardest thing I think I've learned about this besides like fitting it all into your schedule, but that people are going to think you're wrong and not agree with you and probably say something not so nice. I'm curious, are you seeing veganism in tacos? One, do you think that there's a vegan taco that can score a 10 out of 10 in your opinion? And two, are you gonna be introducing more of that into your content because of just the sheer amount of vegan items and possible meats beyond burger that's doing Del Taco's doing yeah. the Beyond Burger, uh, sorry, Beyond, Beyond taco. Meat t Taco yeah. t testing in LA. Like, is that gonna be, you know, is your feed going to, I, 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 the stuff I saw was mostly meat-based, but I'm not sure if you already do. Yeah, like, I've vegan. done one vegan taco. I did a jackfruit taco from Sage, which was actually really good. I, I love Sage. I go there and eat normally. Like, I'm not a vegan at all. Never will be, just not for me. Nothing wrong with vegan. I have some friends that are vegans, totally cool, love it. But for me, would never do it. Will I eat a vegan taco? A hundred percent. 
Absolutely. Modern Times in downtown LA has a really, really good vegan taco. I would love to go and try it. But I I don't get backlash. You know what I mean? Most of my followers are people that want to see about tacos. So they do it to look at most people that eat tacos, eat meat tacos. But I definitely did the vegan taco because I thought about that. I was like, all right, I want a place that just in case somebody doesn't want meat, where can they go? So I did that. There's not a lot of places in Los Angeles, unfortunately, that have vegan tacos. Oddly enough, because of how vegan LA is, you know what I mean? But like, you look at a place like Gracias Madre, they have it, you know, um, obviously Sage, Modern Times, and then you got like Mohawk Ben that does a lot of really good vegan stuff. Have you heard of Cena Vegan? Uh Uh-uh. Dude, um, I heard about it a few months ago. My, My girlfriend actually went there. It's like near a tire shop, and their setup is like a tire shop, like taco spot. Really? But it's all vegan. That's crazy. It's kind of nuts. Actually, so Taco Fest 2018 happened last year in whatever month it happened in. I think it was February or something like that. A vegan spot won Best Taco in LA. Whoa. Which is crazy, right? You would think, but they won the Best Taco in LA. I mean, Gracias Madre is legit. There's a Hell place yeah. locally, uh, La, La Vigana Mexicana, that still like is legit. And... The refried beans I had at Gracias Madre when I, you know, I'm used to heavy lard. Of course. You know, the standard and refried beans is probably one of my favorite things on the planet. Perfect in a burrito, all sorts of stuff. When I went to Gracias Madre, I was like, how good can these these (laughs) beans be when you're not going to throw like ample amounts of, of lard? They were legit. I don't know how they do it, but they're as good as some of the best refried beans. So I think the the mood of the average foodie and consumer is shifting because similar to you, Kev, if there's a vegan taco that tastes delicious, I want it. Yeah. Heck yeah, I want it. it the Impossible Burger tastes amazing. Why so, wouldn't I want that? Yeah, so I want it because it tastes amazing. And that's where I think the economics of more vegan food is going to make sense because people are going to not just write it off that this is going to be a less flavorful item. It's going to be what I think is I might be able to save a few calories, mm-hmm. might be able to save on some cholesterol, and this is going to taste uh, taste great. Cool. I'm in, I'm in. Once a week, twice a week, maybe more. It just depends on if it works into the flow of food and restaurants that I'm going to. Yeah, I, I really enjoy vegan food, actually. And, you know, Gardein is a uh, vegan option for a lot of places. And I used to work at Yard House for a really long time. And they have vegan uh, or the Gardein boneless buffalo wings. If I order the boneless buffalo wings from there, I get them Gardein because I want the vegan. And they taste exactly the same. So it's like... You're, like you're saying, if I can save a little here and maybe be a little bit healthier, I understand that I, I'm not solving the problem by once every two weeks eating Guardian instead of regular meat. But I do understand the issue. But for me, if it tastes just as good, why not? Yeah, that why jackfruit, not? The jackfruit that I had from Sage was probably the most one of the most flavorful tacos that I had. They had some things to work on, obviously, whether it be the tortilla or um, the toppings and stuff like that. But for the most part, the flavor, the juiciness of it, I, I could put that in front of anybody, like the the biggest carnivore ever, and be like, "Try this real quick and tell me what meat this is." They would be like, they would they would taste it and probably say barbecue or something like that. But it's it's not. It's vegan and it's it's just as good, just as flavorful, just as tasty. So it's like, if you're looking for that option, they're out there for sure. Have I reviewed as many as I should? No, but I, I, I think I should for sure. 
What are three spots in Los Angeles or beyond that we have to eat their taco immediately? And what were their scores on on IG? Uh, Tire Shop Taco, uh, hands down, has to be the best taco. And it was 9.4. Tacos El Venado, or El Venendo, I think is it how you pronounce it? Is it the one in uh, North Hollywood? Hollywood? Venado. Venado, Venado. yeah, yeah, yeah. It means deer in Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, That shop... That that was like a nine point three. That was the next Whoa. one. It was really, 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 really good. I actually interviewed the the owner of Taco Salvanado and he like he has a, a really great story. He talked about like how from the start he would wake up at like four AM and that's when his day started. He wouldn't open until five PM, but his day started at four AM. The prep and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Go buy the meat. And I was just like blown away because like that's, that's something that you don't really think about. Like when someone puts the care into those tacos the way that they do, like it makes a difference. And obviously, I mean, you oh, rated it. 100%. Yeah. And like you can, you can that makes sense. It. It's like, whoa, like this dude like legitimately would get up crazy hours in the morning and put everything that he had into this taco. And another thing that that you talked about earlier um what a difference it makes to actually see them making the tortilla he brought that up too uh his name is angel mm-hmm. and he said like it's such a big difference when you can see people actually making the taco it, it like it adds to the experience when you see them chopping up the meat you see them making the salsa you see them making the tortilla it just like it kind of adds to that experience you're waiting in line you're just watching these dudes go to work it's it's like crazy and it's the same thing in restaurant industry people love open kitchens right because yeah. you can see into it you talk about true food kitchen they're like prepping the food next to you that's awesome and you can pay a little bit more for that as well not that i feel like people pay more for these tacos because they're prepped right there but like in restaurants if you can see into the kitchen, you can definitely charge more because it's like it's an experience thing. You feel like you're in there working with them and stuff like that. And places that have the chef's counter, that the chef is right there working in front of you and stuff like that. That's really cool. So when you talk about, sure, maybe Tire Shop altered my how good I really thought it was because I watched them press my tortilla, chop my meat, add my sauce. Like I watched it happen. It didn't just come from the back and rolled and given to me. You know what I mean? Like, I watched the transition period of every single thing that happened. I was like, that's pretty cool. So maybe that did change my view a little bit. bit. Um, for the last place, if it's got to be in L.A. Doesn't have to be. Uh, Tacos Hanario in Tulum. Hands down, best best breakfast taco you can ever have. Oh, and so hard. I, no disrespect to Home State because Home State in Silver Lake has amazing breakfast tacos amazing breakfast tacos so if you can go if you're in la and you're looking for a a, a, a taco for breakfast home state's the place to go but uh el honorio in tulum is i would i would fly back to tulum just for that and i gave it a 9.3 as well i'm going to google tulum because i have no idea where that is it's about a, two hours south of cancun Gotcha. So, and as you drive, you're Mexican American. (laughs) (laughs) Rep your people, dog. (laughs) American. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But no, you know, going down to Mexico and being able to see that, I've been to TJ obviously a bunch of times, but I want to go to Mexico City and like, and go to Oaxaca and all that kind of stuff. A white guy that doesn't speak Spanish down there might not work out as well as I think it's going to. You'll be fine. Yeah, but as long as I can pay in pesos and I can eat tacos, I think I'll be all right. You'll be fine. Mexico City is my. My favorite place in the world. Wow. 
So it's and it's it is my favorite place in the world because of its context of how long it takes to get there, mm-hmm. the world that you enter into, and how affordable everything is. So all of those things in context, like there there are places I I would go beyond yeah. Mexico City, obviously, but for a four hour flight into the international destination that it is, the food that that I've had there. I let me know when you go on that trip because that I think you're gonna get amazing content down there. No matter, yeah, no matter I want to. I want to go so bad. I have always, you been to Avenue Twenty Six in L.A.? I have not, but that is on the list for Dude, sure. Oh my god, that that's one, my Ave, spot. After Avenue Twenty Six, Avenue Twenty Six, and then the what is it? Tacos Los Poblanos. Um, it's like Tijuana Tacos Los Poblanos or something like that. Those two spots are the two places that everybody's like really talking about now. You know, it's. There's so many good spots. <laughs> and really, if you watch my couple of reviews, it's wherever wraps, whatever Tijuana style tacos, I think are my personal favorite. The Tijuana style wrapped in a yellow paper, like with a big dollop of a guacamole crema. You know what I mean? Like those seem to be some of my favorite tacos. Um, and then two of those spots do it that way. So it's just like the Avenue 26 is another place that does it like that. So I don't know. I don't know what it is that they put in that guacamole crema, but it's oh my god, it's so good. And and yeah, and I, I let's cut my reviews. I'm like, just start telling me where the places are that have the pa- the tacos wrapped in the yellow paper because every time I go to one of those spots, they're banging. So it's like I feel like that's a thing. So, um, but no, I just I I love trying it. I love trying bad tacos. I really do because it's like it it, it levels me. You know what I mean? If you, that's the thing, I can't go to like all these amazing taco spots all the time. Because then it's like, well, now I'm spoiled. All I'm having is good tacos. So I'll throw a shitty one in there every once in a while. Like, I'll throw a taco Just a truck. wild card. Yeah, yeah you just gotta like, throw a wild card. you gotta throw, gotta, gotta have it one helps there. you appreciate the good ones. It really does. So, you know, I do that and then I, you know, I feel bad if I'm given everything an eight, you know, eight or above. I have to have one that like levels you. You can be like, no, 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 no. They're still out there. There's still bad tacos out there. Cause, but then again, even a bad taco, I'll probably still eat it. You know what I mean? Like, I love tacos. Yeah. I'll eat it. You know what I mean? Um, but, you have to try all tacos. So that's why everybody's always like, you have to go to these top 10 places. I'm like, I will go to those places, but I have to give other people the benefit of that as well because also some of the places that maybe have the best tacos might not even be on that list that you think. And it might be the little tiny truck that's outside of Lincoln and Venice, you know what I mean? So it's, I have to try a bunch of different places. I would love to just go through Eater LA and say 10 best tacos in Los Angeles and try all those spots. Well, we all know that those are probably really good tacos, but we want to find something that's not on that list is really what I'm after. At Taco Talk with Kev. There it is. That's where you can find him. Make sure to check over. Over 100 reviews on IG and more on the way. Talk a little bit about your 100th one. So the 100th for me was like, it, it took a little bit of time to get there. Um, I, I had banged out. I was doing like three a week for a while and then I started to slow down a little bit because I got it to my 99th and I was like, okay, my next one has to be the biggest one. Um, so I am a very, very blessed person. I've worked for everything I've had. I've been on my own since I was 18. I've never, I've, I've worked two jobs for most of my life until I got into management for restaurants. But I've been very blessed to be able to eat tacos and do pretty much whatever I want whenever I want, which is really great. But I do understand that there's a, a, a very big problem in the world, in the country, and especially here in Los Angeles for, uh, or Orange County in Los Angeles, but um, for hunger. 
Um, I mean, the just try drive down Skid Row in Los Angeles and tell me that doesn't make you feel some type of way inside. So I used to live in downtown and I'd have to go by Skid Row every day and it was like, it would weigh on my heart really heavy. So I was like, you know what, for my hundredth review, I want to give tacos back. I've been able to do this for so long and I'm going to continue to do this and I get to travel and all this kind of stuff. But there's a lot of people down there that will maybe never had a taco or that where they're at in their life, they don't remember what their last taco tasted like or whatever it may be. So I was like, Okay, let me par- let me find a taco shop that's in downtown that would be okay with like partnering with me to do that. So I found Tursa's Tacos. It's on uh, Cesar Chavez and Fig, um, and I was like, hey, listen, I want to buy as many tacos as I can buy from you. And if you want to donate some, cool. If you don't, that's cool too. But I still want to buy them. So we ended up partnering. Took three hundred tacos down to Skid Row, and I just was like, I want as many people to have tacos as I possibly can. I didn't know really understand what I was getting myself into. I mean, there's obviously there's the mental health issues and all that kind of stuff down there. And then you have somebody, I hired somebody to do like videography for me because that's not something I can like, I can't hand out tacos and carry my iPhone with me. So it was hard. So people also don't like being on camera down there. Yeah. So, cause I wouldn't want to either. Like they're in a bad spot. So um, went down there, handed out tacos, um, went to uh, San Julian Park where I could have probably brought another thousand tacos and not had enough. Yeah, you know, it, it felt really good. It felt really, 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 really good to give back tacos. But there was two things that kind of like weighed on my heart afterwards. One, understandably, but most people didn't say thank you, and that's okay. I didn't. I didn't need a thank you. I was not doing it so that anybody would say thank you. That's the last thing. But it was, it was a little weird to see me give out tacos, but no one say thank you. And the reason being is to them, they just they just want the tacos. Like they just want food because some of those people might not have eaten that day. You know what I mean? And then the second thing was when I was done handing out tacos, they came in like big tins, you know, like uh, aluminum foil tins. Yeah. Guys were coming up to me and like, hey, 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 can I have that? Can I have that? I was like, yeah, sure. For, for what? It's like, I'm going to build my house with it. It's like for me that 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 sucks, you know what I mean? Because no matter what I did that day or what I do moving forward, I'll never be able to fix that. You know what I mean? So it's like it felt really good to be able to give back, but there's so much more that we can do. And you know, when I posted that, um, well, Instagram doesn't let me post more than a minute long video, so I had to chop it up into six video. It was a, it, I had about thirty minutes worth of content that I had to I put down into six videos that I posted on my Instagram. Um, when I posted that, the outreach from the people that I have that are my followers, like, hey, anytime you want to go again, let me know I'm down. How can I help? How can I donate? What can I do? What That was really good. I, I love that, you know, that there was people that were interested in giving back to a good cause and going out and helping a problem that everyone knows is really a thing. But a lot of us that, you know, work day-to-day operations and have jobs and get to wake up with electricity and family and friends and loved ones and stuff like that. We don't think about that sometimes. And, you know, I like I said, I'm very blessed. I People make fun of me because everybody's like, how are you doing today, Kevin? I was like, today's the best day of my life. And I say it every single day. And everybody's like, let me guess, today's the best day of your life? And I was like, it really is. They're like, why do you always say that? I was like, I woke up, I got air in my lungs, I'm sleeping on a bed, I got a roof over my head, electricity, car, job, money, friends. Like, lucky. What, what do I have to complain about? And that's, you know... It bothers me when I hear people complaining or, you know, oh, I only did this instead of it could have been so much better at this. You know what I mean? So it's like to go down to Skid Row 
and be able to, you know, hand food out to people that aren't on that next level, that aren't on that pedestal and understand that I'm helping them out. That was really good for me. So the hundredth review was the one that really meant the most to me. All the, you know, eating the tacos are great and everything, but doing something like that was really good. And then having the outreach from everybody that, um, follows me to be able to, uh, say that they want to give back. And I, I want to do more of that. I don't know if I'll be able to do it as frequently as I want, but if I get an opportunity to be able to give back, I want to do it. Okay. I have a question for you and I'm going to preface it with the, with the story, uh, from the foodie side. Um, we were doing a, we were doing a paid, we were doing a branded deal with Jack in the box and, um, they were doing some match peel and win mm-hmm. something or whatever. And they were like, we had this content idea. We were going to buy 500 munchy meals and we were going to peel and win and see what we win. It was this content idea. Well, we buy these munchy meals and there's photos of Eli and I. We filled like a truck bed with them. We're carrying them. And the content's fun. It's similar to, I think, a lot of the YouTube content you see now, which is how extreme can we make a situation? Yeah. Showcasing how fun it is. And then, you know, enjoying that content, which so we filmed that content and and then we were done. Right. So we had these 500 munchy meals and Santa Ana is the center of homelessness for Orange County. Mm -hmm. So it's you literally can walk not even a half block and you're going to be able to see interact with people that do not have a home. And it's something similar to you being in downtown us being at this office in Santa Ana is, is very similar. So, you know, we come up with the idea and the common idea of, well, we don't want this food to go to waste. We have 500 of these meals and these munchy meals are like two tacos, whatever, a burger or a sandwich fries. Mm-hmm. We literally have 500 drinks in the, like it was just really insane. So we go out there and because the content was filming, we, we went out there and we're filming and within the first 10 minutes i asked our camera to be put away because within the first 10 minutes we were interacting with a family with children that was living on a bench yeah. like with children that's wasn't an isolated single person mental health issue which is a whole nother problem that we could probably spend months talking about Mm -hmm. but this was a family that was obviously not in a good place trying to figure out how to make it and their bench was their home and i as much as i was glad to be distributing something food that uh would otherwise been thrown in the trash that was the easy part but I, i really didn't feel good about having a camera out there I just really didn't. Ugh. And I'm and I'm curious about how you feel about that after the fact because I will always commend everyone who's doing that no no matter what. Um I think where it gets tricky is when it's in, when it's getting used for content. And and this isn't this isn't just you Kev, this is Tons of YouTubers are going to Skid Row and doing things that feel like they're philanthropy, but they're mm-hmm. also like for content. In your case, like you're giving out tacos, like that's amazing, you know. But there's also these kind of seemingly weird videos where people are kind of getting used, yeah, you know. I agree. And 
it put, as a content creator, it puts me in a weird spot to where, I, you know, I want to help, but then I don't know if I want to or, or document it. I'm curious about how you feel kind of after the fact. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think that there would be so many people that didn't want to be on camera, but now thinking about it, like, obviously, who wants to be though obviously no one's gonna be like hey i know that person from down you know what i mean sure. but it's like nobody still wants to be on camera especially living in that type of situation so we didn't we had a couple of people that were like we don't want to be on camera please turn the camera off of us so when the video editor guy uh grant he edited i was like if somebody said they didn't want to be in the video do not put it in there of course that was very important to me because it was like i respect that just like person to person like if you don't want to be on camera that's totally cool um, the only person that made their way onto the video that didn't want to be seen, um, there was just a very, very isolated instance where this girl, um, she's in a yellow dress and she's like, Taco Talk with Kev on the up and up. And she gives a, she gives a <laughs> peace sign that. and she was cool. But her friend, if you see, she has her hair over her face because she doesn't want her face shown. So that was the only thing. And I, I did ask her, I was like, hey, listen. This is obviously the bigger picture here is me giving everybody tacos back. But like also I'm filming this to put on the Internet. And she's like, I covered my face. It's OK. I was like, perfect. So we had a good conversation about it. And I w as great as the original content was with that girl saying that, which was awesome. I wouldn't have put it on there if she wasn't OK. You didn't with have it. the explicit. Like, yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah. So towards the end of when all like when when we were handing out tacos, they went very, very fast towards the end of when we were like running out of tacos and people were trying to get them, then people started to get a little angry with the camera. So then I told my cameraman, I was like, all right, all right, slow down a little bit, slow down a little bit. You know what I mean? Just because I have to respect that. And it does feel weird. If there would have been kids, I, I don't even think I could have done it. Yeah. Because that's devastating to me. You know what I mean? It, it's just as bad, obviously, to see adults and stuff um, have to go through that. Um, obviously, I hope that no one, you know, my friends and family obviously never have to go through that. But I, it was... It's hard to see it. Some people didn't even realize they were on camera, but the ones that did, that didn't want to be on camera, I respect that enough to be like, you know what, you're right. But I'm also, but like you're saying, like I wasn't doing it to get more followers. I didn't gain any followers by doing it at all. That's okay. I, that's not why I was doing it. I don't care. Like I split it up into. You weren't six, worried about the content performing. I wasn't. You were that worried had nothing about nothing to do with it. Yeah. I don't care. Like if I was like some of these videos don't even have a thousand views. You know what I mean? Like a, a, a regular taco shop in Los Angeles gets more views than that. But these some of these videos didn't even get a thousand views. I don't care. That's not what this is about. Sure. I put it on the Internet because I wanted to not because I wanted anybody to be like, hey, you did a really great job today. That's not what it was about. It was about showing people, hey, listen, I want to give back. And also, hey, there's a big problem. Let's try and fix it if we can. So that's what it was about to me. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't to try and gain more followers. Like I said, I I didn't gain any more followers from it. The next the next time you do that, I'd love for Food Beast to donate five hundred tacos to whatever you're doing. Wow. Um, and if you guys follow Food Beast and you guys follow Taco Talk with Kev, DM us to let us know if you want us to be around for uh, again. And I'm putting words in your mouth, but I would love to do something of the same note. Mm -hmm. um, so if, if that's something worthwhile, let, let us know. And, and that way we might be able to get some of our followers involved and make it a, make it a bigger thing. That'd be great. Uh, but I really liked what you did. I think it is inspiring to see it and inspires other people to do it. So, um, yeah, man, keep us posted. We'd love to do that with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Definitely will. Guys, that was the catch up podcast. Taco talk with Kev. Follow him on Instagram. 
uh, at Izzy Serious, at Jeffrey Kutnick. Please leave us a review on on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And stay tuned next week for the next episode. Thanks for stopping by, Kev. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate your time today. Bye.